Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Galatians chapter 5 tells us that self-control is one expression of perfect love, which is the product or the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the book of Colossians tells us that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. God doesn't lose control. God doesn't lose his cool, which is awesome because if God was capable of losing his temper, I'm sure I would have provoked him to it by now. In today's message, Pastor Robert will share with you from Scripture about self-control. The Bible says that one of the greatest expressions of love to someone is to have self-control. This could look like holding your tongue or respecting boundaries set by those around you. Self-control is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 21 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Today we're considering, um, as we continue in Matthew chapter 21, um, we're, we're, we're taking a look at one of the miracles of Jesus that the, you know, I think it's one of those that, that we don't often look really hard at or, or think about as a miracle, and it's one that has confused people, it's even frightened uh, Bible scholars over the over the centuries because it's a miracle of destruction. Um, at first glance, this, this passage, it's, it just seems completely out of character for the Lord Jesus. So um, we're going to talk about it a bit. Matthew 21, 12 says, Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons pigeon sellers in the temple. Okay. He said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies you have prepared praise? And leaving them, he went out of the city to Bethany and lodged there. Now in the morning as he returned to the city, he was hungry and seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. 
Immediately the fig tree withered away. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? So Jesus answered and said to them, assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you'll not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Okay, so, so what was that? I mean, did Jesus just throw a little temper tantrum twice? Because that's what it looks like when you read it, right? He goes in the temple, he's turning over tables, and he's throwing everybody out. And then he's upset because he's hungry, and there are no figs on the fig tree, so he curses it, and it dies. Wow. No, this isn't Jesus Throwing a temper tantrum. This isn't the Bible telling us that even Jesus lost his cool from time to time. Galatians chapter 5 tells us that self-control is one expression of perfect love, which is the product or the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the book of Colossians tells us that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. God doesn't lose control. God doesn't lose his cool, which is awesome because if God was capable of losing his temper, I'm sure I would have provoked him to it by now. So what was happening here at the fig tree and in the temple courts? Well, what was happening is that Jesus was deliberately fulfilling prophecy one more time. In Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, God was speaking through his prophet saying, "'Behold, I send my messenger.'" And he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he's like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi. And purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. And I will come near you in judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers, against those who exploit wage earners and widows and orphans, and against those who turn away an alien because they do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. That used to confuse me, that last part. God says, listen, I don't change. And that's why you don't get consumed. It's like, what? Well, it's because of God's integrity. Because he made a promise to Abraham. He says, the only reason I don't burn you up like toast is because of a promise I made a few hundred years ago. In other words, it's God's integrity, not their worth. It's God's nature and character, not our goodness. It's because he's so good, not because we're so good. Because of God's integrity. 
He allows a broken and imperfect human race to go on living. And he even provided for our redemption. He made it possible for us to be changed. To use the prophet's words here, Jesus entered the temple like launderer's soap. It wasn't that he lost his temper. This was on his mind as he walked up the steps. He knew what he was going to find. This wasn't something that, you know, was like a shock to him when he walked through the gates of the temple, the doors of the temple. It wasn't like it shook him up. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't know this was happening in here. No, he knew before he got there. He deliberately went in like a refiner's fire. He knew who he was going to find and he knew what he was going to do. He had told the priests what the Messiah would do when he arrived suddenly at his temple. So what was going on? Well, you see, God had commanded that only perfect animals, only unblemished animals could be sacrificed there. So the high priest had established what amounted to an extortion scheme based on that law. They saw an opportunity to, to, to make some money, basically. See, only acceptable animals could be offered as sacrifices. So the priesthood said, you know, well, I mean, how, how are you going to know what's acceptable unless we tell you? And you know what? The only acceptable animals, well, they're ours. So that, that one that, that you raised, that one that, that was, you looked at it and it, it looked unblemished to you, but see right here, that's a blemish. But over here for 20 bucks, we got one that's better. And so the only way you could get a perfect animal, the only way you could get an animal that was acceptable to be sacrificed was to buy one from them. And they always had a few on hand. I was thinking about this, you know, it's kind of like going to the movies. I remember the first time, you know, Elizabeth's from Denmark. The first time we went to a, to a movie theater together, she was shocked. You, you mean you can't bring your own snacks in? Oh, no, you got to buy theirs. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.